Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Welcome home, Varanox. You know of the decimators of dragons, correct? <laughs> yes. And they came back to try and stop you sooner. <laughs> Take them over the flame and turn them into one we can use. I go over and I grab Flint by the collar and just drag. And as I feel Vornok start to like bring the knife even closer, I let go of all my weight off my feet and just drop. And as I drop, I grab my Dwarven Thrower and throw it as best I can towards that glowing skull on that belt. You see Shangalar up by the throne and he kind of waves his hand and the shadows around you go away. And it lets loose the whole cathedral around you. And there are these winged creatures high up in the rafters and these demonic monsters, and they all begin rushing down towards you. (laughs) Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. He, him. Also with me today is Tom Lair. He, him, and I am playing Flint Firebeard, also he, him. Are you playing, at this point, are you playing Flint Firebeard, Tom? Is Great it Flint? I mean, in, in spirit, yes. No, not in spirit. Not in even body. in spirit. I don't think Tom <laughs> right? knows what I'm in spirit I'm him in spirit. Uh, he I'm... is in the body. He is yeah. playing board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, through players. Uh, also with us tonight is Amy. Yeah, I am here. I am playing Thea Amastasia. She, her, and uh, Night Hunter. Uh, she, they, and also I have a cold, so you know, it's from all the pink dust smoke. The pink dust Magic. smoke. Yeah, That's right. And Carla Max dead. She, her, playing lip syncy Pip Diggins. Also, just this this air isn't agreeing with me down here, which is weird because I've spent so much time down here. You'd think it'd be fine, but yeah. Oh, did I say lip syncy? Also, she, her. And Kyle Classic. Hey, everyone. He, him. I, too, am be being here today and glad to be doing so as Voronox. <laughs> that I, was great. Also, he, him. You know, I, I feel like we've. I feel like we nailed it. Like this is how it should have been the whole time. I think that was a ten time. out of ten. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was good. Um, hey, yes. hey, this is uh, you know big long battle we're in. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, it's been eight hundred years since we've started recording this podcast, and maybe mm-hmm. we get near near a big big dramatic moment. <sighs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. I mean, we record maybe. this before the episode, so who knows what happened. Yeah, we could really shit the bed on this. We don't know. <laughs> we could. It's entirely possible. It's true. Uh, but 
Just because the the Orcus battles happening doesn't mean the fun is over. You can come join us at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, where we have whole other stories over there that are much lighter than the tone we're bringing today. <laughs> yeah, it's only like yeah. 2% Orcus. 2%. Yeah, it just kind of sneaks in. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's there. And then, yeah. and, and, it's and, like it's like that episode was packed uh, in a facility where Orcus was also packed. Mm-hmm. So it's just it trace amounts. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of contact. Trace yeah. amounts yeah. of Orcus. Just may contains. Uh, and yeah. when you are a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you. Like today's patron, Engaron Kirzen. Oh my goodness. Thanks, and Garen. Thank you so Thanks, much. Garen. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I hope I didn't completely butcher your name. I, I well, tried if you to did, look then it up. We all did. Yeah, and call us out yeah. on it in the yeah. Discord. Yeah. Totally yeah. feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Names are super important. I want to And also, like, what an episode to have dedicated to you. Who right. knows what's going to wow. happen? This could be a big one. That's what we're going to say. Go sideways. Until it finally ends. This could be the big one. No, this could be the big one. Maybe this is I, the big We managed one. to just one. keep clinging on, though, so we'll yeah. we'll see how it works. Join us today at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, and now, fuck it, let's play. The darkness lifts in this cathedral around you, and you see that you're surrounded by demons and beings coming up out of the earth as they all begin to rush down towards you in the center of Orcus's throne room. Thea, you're up on guacamole. You're making your way towards this pink swirling mist up in this acrid air around you. And as you hit it, you take in a deep breath. And you feel this coolness wash over You feel a power rising within you, and then you black out. Oh, shit. Everybody else, you see Thea begin to slump off of Guacamole's back. Guacamole continues forward, but then starts to arc around as Thea is falling down. The demons are rushing down towards you and begin overwhelming you. Bort and Grancis and Night Hunter, you're crashed into. And like, you begin like, with this wave rushing you back towards the door to the throne room, away from the battle itself. Varnox and Lipsinki, you two were standing together and you hear this lumbering footstep come towards you. And as you two are hit by this wave, Two large hands clap together, and this sonic boom echoes down towards you. Make a constitution saving throw, please. Mm. singing, don't forget you get a plus four for being near me. Right, so 14? That's a 24 for me. Both of you fall to the ground. Varnox, you're still conscious. Lipsinki, you black out. And Varnox, you see a large hand reaching down towards you and grabbing hold of you. And as well, the other hand grabs hold of Lipsinki. You feel it crushing your chest and crushing the bones inside of you. As Orcus lifts, he carries the two of you back behind the throne. Thea, 
you continue to fall. Make a dexterity check using your stats for guacamole. Using my stats for guac. Yeah. Okay. How about a 21? I've rolled an 18. Right as you're about to hit the ground, guacamole sneaks underneath you and catches you. You kind of come to in this blurry state and then pass out again as guacamole rushes off towards the others who were separated from the group and back out the main throne room front doors. Thea, Bort, Grancis, and Night Hunter, you exit out into this long hallway that you entered in with Varnox. And there are demons rushing out and crashing out behind you. And it's like this wave that rolls up the wall and continues to follow you. Ahead of you, you see the hallway that leads back out the front entrance. You see two spiral staircases, one going up and one going down. You see Varnox's office as you're running out. You see alcoves where there are figures dismembered and put up on display with these weapons that are glowing stuck into various parts of them. What do you do? Can I roll something like I don't know, history or religion or something that might tell me what's up with these glowing weapons? Yep. You can History would probably give you the broadest sense. Okay. Uh, that is a 19. Um, you see as you're running, everything's moving by quickly. The first two you catch out of the corner of your eye, you don't get a lot of information on because it's going so fast. The next, next four you're able to garner more information from, and you see what looks like ruined monument behind these figures, two different gods. The figures themselves appear to be well adorned in armor. Uh, You catch um, insignias of the various gods, and you can presume these are paladins or clerics devout to their god. The four that you recognize are Bane, Saloon, Dinier and Malar. The weapons themselves appear to be bestowed, you could presume, with powers of those gods. Uh, Night Hunter, wh- wh- can you can you grab one of those as you're going by? I think I think the weapons will be imbued with the powers of the gods they're attached to. Extra special weapons? I got this. And I want to pull a couple off as I run. Uh, you can make an athletics or acro... No, probably sliding. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Really had some twists and turns there. Better than... It was going to be a plus 10. Oh my god, another 18, 22. You did. Uh, you are trying to grab, uh, okay, try and grab the first one. Roll a d4, please. All right, I'm gonna do it. Two. Uh, two. You grab, uh, you reach for the 
the ruined altar to saloon, you grab this uh, glowing white sickle that reefs out of the chest of this this female paladin. Cool. cool. Night Hunter uh, takes the sickle out of the the female paladin's body with the tearing sound of her flesh. She's not being gentle about it. Slorp. Uh, you're going to try and grab one more? Yeah. All right. She's got two hands. Oh, it's a nat 20. All right. <laughs> I'm which, wasting which, them all. Which one do you want? I think like with a nat 20, whichever one you want is the one that you want. I know. Yeah. So can you tell me what I see? Okay. As everything slows down around you, you're able to walk around the space, yep. obviously. You can only grab one, but you're able to walk around the space. Of course, there is, flash style. Yeah. You uh, see... At the altar to Bane, there is this uh, crumpled figure who's had its head caved in by this this mace that is glowing with this gray, almost like oozing this gray light around it. Gray light. Okay. Next. There is a crashing wave that seems to be moving perpetually around this one figure. And there's a trident that's like stuck through this this one figure uh, at the altar to Malar. And in the final one that you can see, because the other two are overtaken, there is a a long chain that is hanging up this paladin. This is at the altar to Denier. This chain is glowing in a bright golden yellow. I mean, golden yellow with a horde of darkness chasing us might be a fun, might be a fun one. That was, that was my thought. I think, I think what, like, Night Hunter's thinking of the versatility of this. You wrap this chain around your hand, you can give yourself a real good punch. Maybe it will be special and be able to tie Orcus up. Who knows? So she rips the chain down. Do I drag the dead body along with it? It's all happening very fast, so yeah, very like very fast, and it's around the neck of the. I will drag that corpse for a while until it probably like yeah, I falls apart be, through the jostling structurally and the running. At this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's gonna it's gonna be gross, but Night Hunter really doesn't care. Time speeds up as you grab the sickle and then the chain, and the body falls down behind you, and you. S- you don't see. You're you're booking it. Oh yeah. But you feel it go lighter as behind you, at your heels, are all of these are all of these demons trampling as close as they can get and to destroy this body beneath you. You have those two weapons. Nice. Of the directions that I gave you, stairway up, stairway down, way out the front, Varnox's office. Where do you choose to go? Do we know if his office also doubles as, like, a panic room? Yeah, but we don't want to get surrounded in a panic room either. Oh, well, that is, that that is, yeah, that's problematic. That makes me panic. Well, I don't think Night Hunter is much of a planner, so she's, she's running. I mean, you want the high ground, right? As, like, a fighter? Yeah. So I think up the stairs. Yeah. Let's go upstairs. All of you followed by Thea on guacamole. Head towards the staircase and begin your ascent up Orcus's tower. We cut to a large, 
bone-carved door that bursts open and makes this reverberating boom into this smaller chamber. We see Orcus enter with Lipsinki and Varanox in his hand, and he quickly throws Lipsinki down into this cage. Not again. Lipsinki, you're going to take uh, 10 Zero. bludgeoning damage. Cool. That blow startles you awake as you see and hear this loud door close behind you and there's a locking mechanism that goes. You don't see what happens, but you hear it. Varnox, he puts you down. In the center of this room, there is something very familiar to you, are runes all around it. It's a sacrificial altar. He puts you down, not gently, mm -hmm. and begins to pace around the room, circling you like prey. Did you really think you were going to get away with this? I wasn't going to lay around and not try after what I learned. So what's your play now? Well, I'm going to trust the abilities of my newfound companions. And I'll trust that they will take care of what I may not be able to in this moment. Strike me down if you will. There's others out there. They're going to come for you. Your lies, your deception, will all come to an end. You've died before. I've read the texts. You'll die again. I am prepared this time. And at that, you hear this loud clunk in echoing from the walls and you see out of the corner of your eye and uh, this this glowing orange light and it's rolling down this uh, this this track along the wall it's an ob it's not a perfectly circular ob object it's kind of clunking along and it comes to a stop right behind orcus and it bumps into two others. There are three more skulls along the back wall, and he turns away from you and begins to move towards them and reaches up to them. Uh, when he turns away, I'm going to cast Synaptic Static, and he needs to make an ins intelligent save of 20. Well, that's a 13. But... <laughs> I think he chooses to succeed in this moment. He oh will still take 10 psychic damage. Yeah, take that. Yeah, that yeah. must be annoying as hell. Ugh, the worst. A little headache. I want to cast Etherealness, which allows me to step into the ethereal plane and move at half my normal distance but the things in this plane won't affect me so I can escape my cage. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely, that happens. What do you do? Where do you go? 
So I am going to walk out of my cage. What else do I see in this room? You see you see the track system with the three more skulls. It's relatively bare room. It's not like he's a necessarily uh, you know beholden to a lot of library type material. So like there's um, there are shelves, but there's nothing of major importance at first at, at quick glance. Um, there are a few books, but really nothing uh, nothing that stands out as as greatly important. There are several tapestries, all of which have grotesque imagery of Orcus and his various conquests and battles. Um, there's the main uh, or not the main there's the door that you, uh, presumably entered because you were unconscious when you came in, but there's a large door which is still kind of cracked open. Um, beyond it, you can't really see too much. It's it's very darkly lit. Not like a big chaise long I can hide behind. <laughs> or um, Yeah, sure. There's Maybe a not a chaise long, but there's a, a couple rows of pews. Uh, around the perimeter, um, some close to Orcus and then some on the opposite side of the room. Uh, okay, well, I don't think, because I can't move very far, um, I probably can't get to the opposite side of the room, and seeing that Varnox is not in immediate danger, aside from, obviously, the overwhelming immediate danger we are all in, um, I'm going to get out of my cage and, like, hide behind a pew, but when I come back to this plane, I want to, especially since Orcus has turned away, right, doing a skull light-up business. Um, yep. Yeah, it's like a light-bright yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> He's making a train pattern. It's adorable. <laughs> um, make sure that Varnox sees that I am out of here, or that I am out of the cage. I'm coming out of my cage. I'm doing just fine. Obviously, yeah ready to do something, but honestly, Lipsinky's not entirely sure what to do. Sure. But out of the cage, um, waiting okay. for to help Varnox in whatever way she can. Okay, and so you said you tried to wanted to try and signal to Varnox that you were out, or you just want to be there uh, and hope that he noticed? I do feel like Varnox, like, given the relationship and how quickly he's, like, tried to adapt to liking Lipsinky is probably keeping an eye on Lipsinky and would just see Lipsinky disappear. You've probably kind of got your head on a swivel a little bit to Definitely. see me when I come back and then like, you know, hilariously duck behind a pew when Orcus starts to turn around. Okay. Uh, yeah, you definitely see that uh, Lipsinky has disappeared and perhaps see her pigtails sticking up over the pew <laughs> just for a brief moment before Orcus turns back and duck back down. Orcus grabs hold of these skulls and is placing them on his belt and he grabs the final one so now there are none left on the wall. It's this blinding white light that he's kind of just swirling around inside of it like a fine wine. Oh, the last time I died, I did not have the power of all the gods in the known universe. And now, I do. One by one, their power is coming to me, and I will take that power and use it, as we discussed. 
to end all life. That power's bound to be finite. And even if it's not, you're going to create an existence that bores you. (sighs) You'll find no joy in the future you're creating. You'll find no pleasure. And you'll want to die when you claim you can't. And who will be able to end it for you? Certainly the great Orcus wouldn't end it for himself. That's not befitting an ending of the god of the undead. So why are you removing the challenges from your life? I see where you lost your way. Is that you care too much for which ends up down here, for that which becomes my army. Having heard what is in store for the world, what I, a different I, had helped achieve for you, And knowing where the ones that I've loved in the past went because of you, and that I was doing that to more people in your name, sickened me. You are weak. You may see it as weakness, but who else stands before a demon lord and tells them to go fuck themselves? You hear in his hand the glass begin to crack in the skull that he's holding. The light grows brighter. You will suffer before you join me. I don't think I will. You will get no pleasure out of my death or my service, knowing that a mere mortal looked you in the eye and turned away your favor. He... With speed that you haven't seen him use ever before, reaches down and grabs you by the left hand. With his other hand, slashes your arm and you hear it crumple beneath his hand. Your shoulder is hanging by tendons as he shakes you down to the ground, holding your hand. He puts it into his mouth and crunches it. (sighs) Your perception of what I find enjoyable is laughable, Voronox. You'd think having spent so much time following in my footsteps, doing my bidding, finding people like Lipsinki. (sighs) He looks back to the cage. She has tricks. I wasn't lying about her being good. At least not in the righteous sense. He begins to look around the room. Lipsinki, do you do anything? Yeah, you know what? I think Lipsinki's had enough of this nonsense. Because it's some real nonsense when your only friend in the world's arm gets eaten by the one you used to serve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really... Most people don't get to say it's that. It's not right? cool, is the thing. I think Libsinki's going to stand up. You know, you think you're so amazing, but I was there. You couldn't have done anything without him. You won't even be able to take over the world now because he's not on your side. So you are vastly overestimating how powerful you are. And also, that was disgusting. 
and I'm going to cast my very best spell that I've got, the very highest level, because it's all I can do. Is it catnap? (laughs) 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 Shit, Tom's funny when he's stressed out, because we all going to die. I need to be like on the jokes. (laughs) It's too much otherwise. And all that middle, <laughs> we're going to talk about Patreon boop, 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 boop. and how you can join us at our live show at the end of June. Oh, I nailed it. Oh, thank yeah, God. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, felt we right. Yeah. Just felt took, right. Took, took a long time to get into it, but we found it. We found it. We're in the middle. And thank you for being here. First off, we love you. Oh, absolutely. Start yes. and strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, and we appreciate you being here and listening to this this crazy orcas battle that has now begun and continues uh, and will continue for a good while. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Ugh. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, we play these live to air. So as soon as you hit play, so we don't even know. We don't know yep. what's going to happen in the rest of this episode. Even oh I mean, that's actually probably true. Uh, yes. is we we've completely forgotten what is happening. Uh, it what, was wild. What we really want to talk about is what we mentioned off the top. There is that we have another live show coming up for patrons exclusively. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Uh, last one was a blast. It will never be released uh, to the public <laughs> feed for various reasons. <laughs> Um, first, te- uh, there were slight tech issues, but second, well, that did happen. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. second, teeth monsters. Oh, so yeah. yeah, sort of like moral ethical issues. We can't yeah. release it to the public. Yeah. Knowing what kind of nightmare fuel yeah. you put out just really makes you take a pause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the the moral of the story is these take turns. Sometimes we release them, and sometimes we don't. So the only way to make sure that you hear them all is to be there. Mm-hmm. With us. Oh, I like this appointment listening. That's yes. right. Plus, if you're there, then we get to hear your great jokes. Well, mm-hmm. I guess read yep. your great jokes oh, and then yeah. hear yeah. them when we say them. Yeah. And then and take try to eeny, meeny, miny, mow them because yeah. they're so good that it's yes. really difficult to choose. It's true. Uh, so, June 27th at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. The show last time, I think it was about an hour and a half. We had a little hangout, a question, mm-hmm. couple questions, or which was more just clarification of why is Russ's mind so messed up, uh, I think was the takeaway there. Spoiler, uh, there were no answers. There were no answers. <laughs> nope. That came Did not solve directly off, off the dome and now just lives in the world yeah. on Patreon. It's just apologizing for mm-hmm. it. Slash Dumb Dragon Cast. Day after day. And we hope to see you over there yeah. at the live show, June 27th. Okay, somebody send them back to the episode. Oh wow! Oh, uh, this look of panic. Oh wow! Get out of here! Yeah, yeah. 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 Go on, Scoot, you wonderful person. Feel like we're like getting them to go, um, like Airbud style. Go on, go on. I don't don't even care about you anyway. Just leave. I'm going to cast Psychic Scream. I unleash the power of my mind to blast the intellect of up to 10 creatures of my choice, but let's say just this big old bastard in front of me. He needs to make an intelligent saving throw. I'm going to give one chance to reconsider using your absolute best spell. It's all right. It's what she would do. She's 
like, she's only here for Varnox, and Varnox is getting eaten, so she's not going to say, well, he's probably got a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I should really plan this out a little better. Yeah, no, no plans for Lip. So Orcus rolled mm-hmm. a natural oh, 20, uh, plus five, okay. so that's a 25. Mm-hmm. Cool. But you had already committed to using his le- legendary action, right? <laughs> no. Um, he does still take half the damage. Love it. So that is, uh, he will take, it's 14d6 psychic damage, but it will be half of that. That's not nothing. All sixes. All sixes. 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 We want 42 points of damage. So that was 50. So 25. 25. Psych. And then probably after I do that, I'm going to run towards Varnox to try and, like, get him off the altar. Okay. Hoping that that caused, like, a slight pause. Um, He lets out this scream that shakes the wall. <sighs> You charge forward to to make your way to Varnox. And as this is happening, you hear from somewhere deep down like this. <coughs> Something's breaking through the walls and this box flies through the door, bursts into the room, lands on the floor between you and Orcus. And written on the top of the box, in this quickly scrawled writing, is do not open this box, Song Kitty. And we cut back up to the top of the tower. You have all made it up to this watchtower area. The last of you quickly bursts up through the door and slams it shut. You're all piled on top of it as the weight of all of these demons behind are like cresting it up. We gotta gotta find a way to close that door. Keep it closed. Do you have magic you could do that? I I prepped all my big, big danger spells. (laughs) Give me a second. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay, give me a sec. Hold it down. Hold it down. Grancis puts his hands over the door and over where the lock would go. There's this glow, this bright blue glow that comes from his hands as this electric shock begins to emanate from his hands. The door bursts up one more time and then slams down and fuses shut in that location and the wood begins to bow but the door does not open. You quickly look around you and there are four windows, open windows essentially, that look out over the abyssal landscape. You see this this sickening storm cloud basically everywhere around you. There's this cracking lightning. The acrid smell is permeating through the air. You hear the moans of creatures coming across the plain towards the castle before you, climbing up the wall. Is he still passed out? Make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh my god, guys, it's another 18. Oh my god. 
This is what's happening. Twenty two. <laughs> Your shoulders must I be mean. so tired, Amy. The finale arc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thea uh, Guacamole's kind of slides Thea off onto the ground and is like bumping at her and Thea begins to come to you're not back to 100% but you are conscious or, be- or coming conscious so that didn't go as planned no it's it did not go well anybody see where they took Varnox and Lipsinki uh nope Nope, got swept out by uh, all that lovely stuff. Oh, fuck. Where are we? Grances pokes his head out the window. Looks like we're, like, right above the main tower. Uh, I see where we came up through the, through the streets there. Looks like they're mobilizing. Uh, all those all those guys we, you know, who Varnox was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the boss, don't question me. They're all down there now. Well, I, th- I think the jig is up. Right, right. Um, I've never been up this high. I I see that there's the crypts down there. I've been down there. You look over across the courtyard, and there is like rows and rows of crypts, like almost like like housing. These tall, tall crypts like stretch high, dozens of stories high. Down beneath those, that's where that's where they keep all the prisoners. Uh, prisoners? You talked to them when you were there? Oh, well, I mean, I thought so. Uh, did they like Orcus? Big fan? Prisoners? The ones that they're torturing over and <laughs> over again, killing time and time again, until the end of infi- until the end of time itself? Well, yeah, sometimes Stockholm Syndrome, and they end up, it's okay. And there's this one broad named Belle. She seemed to really like it down there. <laughs> But uh, everybody else, everybody else was pretty upset. Well, perhaps jailbreak. Oh. We have no, nobody here help us. Lipsinki, Varnox, let us say they are dead now. Oh. Yes. Um, so we need reinforcements. Okay. Great. So we just need to get down to the crypts. How about you, Bort? You got anything that can... Whip up some. I mean, I would. Magic. <laughs> I, I wish. He's looking for a better hey. route. You got anything to whip up some magic? I, I wish I did. Uh, not really sure if I can whip any magic up. Uh, yeah, I don't know about this one. I mean, I can make us all fly. I don't like the looks of those things coming over the horizon there, though. You look out, and there's these hideous, like. They've got like these long, like elephant walrus, like snouts that are just dripping this black ichor, and these huge flapping wings, these skeletal, long whale-like bodies. Well, maybe if we go fast. Okay. Um, do we? Do we all want to go? Is it safer if one goes? We could test who wants to go. Grances puts his finger to his nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we all go. Okay, well, it's either that or we, some of us stay here with those demons. That that door, as much as it's held, it's wood. It's the one thing in this entire place that was described as wood. Everything else was bone or stone. Some fucker decided that this one was wood. <laughs> That's true. Okay, 
All right, well, I've got guacamole. If you want to make some of us fly and let's let's get down there. Maybe you can um, rekindle some old friendships, like Nighthunter said, and maybe we could get our own army. Uh, Thea, as you stand up and you're addressing the group, you feel that same warmth wash over your body again that you were that you felt when you entered the pink dust and you feel a rejuvenation over you. You gain 100 temporary hit points. Ooh. <laughs> Dang. That's for sure what she'd say. Um, you gain one use of the spell water breathing at, uh, at whatever level it needs to be cast at to be effective. Uh, and one use of the spell Earthquake at ninth level. Oh. Dang. Well then. Oh, you guys. I feel good. Oh, good. You, you had a little nap there. It wasn't a nap. I flew into the pink dust, and then the rest is a little hazy. Overwhelmed by the essence of God. Which God? Good question. Who do you hear? I just hear you talking at me. Thanks for saying. All right, let's go. Uh, Thea mounts guacamole and is waiting for everyone to take off at the same time because I don't uh, want to be separated from the group. Uh, so guacamole could, in theory, take two, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so who do you take on guacamole's back? Thea looks around and is just kind of thinking about, you know... He's going to cast fly. There's going to be... She looks at Night Hunter and is just like, do you want to ride on the big bird? Yes, I, I could ride on bird. I do not think flying myself would be a good idea. What would I do with these? And she holds up the chain and the sickle that she still has in her hand. Oh, yeah. Those look pretty cool. Um, all right. Uh, he moves over to Bort and you... Feel like you, you kind of lift off the ground. He's like, just, you know, think. I can fly. I can go higher than the sky around you. I mean, do, do you have to sing? Song. Uh, you do, actually, yes. Uh, in order to propel yourself forward, you have to really feel the right, vibe. Right, 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 right. I just want to fly. Put your arms around me, baby. Put your arms around me, baby. Hold that poet Mark McGrath. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I kind of imagined us having a Peter Pan moment where you're like, "No, we went sugar yeah, Ray." Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, well, if you have I the mean, chance to go sugar Ray, I you don't... go sugar Ray. <laughs> I think they're a little less litigious too, so it might be okay. Yeah, exactly. You all propel yourselves out the window, and as you do so, you hear the door crash open behind you, and undead begin pouring up and like reaching out, almost grab your foot as you as you leap through the air, and are immediately met by this wave of rocks that shoot up from the ground in front of you. There's a screaming rush of wind as you are knocked helter-skelter around you. And we cut back down to Orcus's stronghold. Where everything is fine. 
Everything's a-okay. <laughs> Got everything under control. Box bursts through the door, lands in between you. Uh, Lipsinky, you're trying to grab Varnox and pull him off of the altar. Uh, you see the box enter. Varnox, you see the box. You didn't realize what, you didn't know what was written on it at the time. Um, what do you two do as he looks down at you? What is this? Lipsinky, if you must, go. Gather with the rest. Leave me if you need to. Orcus picks up the box and goes to throw it on the ground. And at that moment, it disappears and reappears at Lipsinki's feet. What have you done? Oh, this thing's not working out the way you thought they would. You don't have your little toy? I told you you couldn't do anything without him. And now you're going to see. And I give it to Varnox. Dead. And hope he does something amazing because. All right. You get one. You get one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I leap forward into the air, reeling with the wand of Orcus, going to hit the white glowing skull, trying to smash it as best I can. And I got a 30 on my first attack and a 19 on my second. Okay, both going for that skull. Yes. yes? Both going for Okay, yes. Both will hit. Okay. Cool beans. So for the first attack, that's going to be 13 bludgeoning damage and 22 necrotic damage. On that attack, I'm going to burn a spell slot to use Divine Smite. Oh, let's go ahead and just burn a fifth level spell slot to do an extra 5d8 damage on top of that first one. So add 26 to that first attack, and that's radiant damage. Okay. Then my second melee attack, the damage for the second one is 24, 11 bludgeoning, 13 necrotic. Yeah. So massive hit on the first one. Uh, Pretty solid hit. And if it doesn't break, I'm willing to burn another spell slot to get a, to do my divine strike again. Yeah. With that, you leap forward, and the Wand of Orcus carves through and shatters the first skull in Orcus's hand, and this white light explodes into the room. And you, without pausing, take a swing for another one. Black. I'll take out the, the extremes. And then you just breathe so deeply. Oh, yeah. yeah. Soaking it all in. You feel both of these these auras swirling around you. Lipsinki, you see these coalescing in like this almost yin-yang imagery uh, around Varnox as he, like, that, that, like, what's the, like, Dragon Ball Z, like, superhero pose, (laughs) like... One arm because yeah. he, only, he had his other Very one Piccolo. gruesomely torn off, uh, like art back arch screaming up into the sky ah! as these lights are absorbing into him. I'm gonna cast banishment on both of us, um, which is going to send us to another plane of existence. Cool, oh, you beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. 
Gotta do what you gotta do. Get out of there. If the target is native to a different plane of existence than the one you're on, the target is banished with a faint popping noise returning to its home plane. In a material world, and I am a material girl. Oh my god, not back in front of Orcus at the beach, are you? (laughs) (laughs) If the spell ends before one minute has passed, the target reappears in the space it left. Otherwise, the target doesn't return. So if I can maintain my concentration for one minute wherever we end up on the material plane, then we stay on the material plane. So if nothing fucks with you when you land, yeah, it kind of just you depends can basically what we end choose up to stay there. Yeah. So if you don't <laughs> land in a giant like magma pool, shark pit or yeah. something, with lasers yeah. on their head. Let's oh god, the worst kind. <laughs> We've now split the party. So split it. it so we were already split. a little Super split. Yeah, now it's totally like different planes. Boom, boom, skulls, pff, huge pose. Uh, banishment goes on both of you. There's this pop, and these lights get pulled into that pop, and it explodes like this, this shockwave out that blasts Orcus on his ass. He slides back and hits the wall, and we leave that scene, and he's slamming his fists into the ground as he's standing up. Uh, He goes and scrambles back to the box and is looking around, like, just frantically, not finding the wand and calling for it, and it's not coming, and he, like, head-first barrels through what's left of the door, and you... There's these echoing footsteps that echo down this long corridor hallway. And you move back out and up. And there's this this whirlwind of rocks. And at that moment, you see like the ground begin to heave in certain spots beneath you. Around you, rocks swirling. Two of you are flying, two of you are on owl back. You see archers down on the ground looking up and taking aim and loosing arrows towards you. Night Hunter, what do you do? They have literally no control over the whole flying aspect. They're on an owl. So, uh, I think with with her cool new sickle, uh, I think I think Night Hunter's going to like yeehaw swing it round her head and try to like slice rocks that are, you know, kind of pouring down upon her and Thea. And guacamole. Night Hunter's gonna use survival. Okay. I think, right? I mean she's trying to make it through. Okay. Roll to survive. Gotta be to 15. Roll for survival. Oh my god. It's a 16 plus 6. Yay, 22. That's a success. Woo! Um, Guys, I'm killing it with my rolls today. Out the end of your sickle is a beam of moonlight. Ooh. That carves through the air, through the blackness around you, and illuminates for miles. Oh, it's cool, yes? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, Bort, you are up next. Uh, so he kind of sees, like, where he wants to go and makes a uh, 30-foot line that's five feet wide of lightning breath that's coming out so that hopefully he can, like, have a little easier time maneuvering. Okay, so hopefully carving a path down towards the crypts, right? Yes. 
moonbeam carving through the sky, you clear this 30-foot line, which gets you mostly to the ground, but at least clears the rocks. They all, the ones that it hits immediately, get shocked and fall to the ground. The other ones scatter around you, which gives your group a path down towards the crypts. There are, uh, there are soldiers down on the ground before you. It's Thea's turn. Thea is going to take evasive maneuvers and use animal handling to uh, guide guacamole through uh, vrocks and dodging arrows. Oh no, oh, it's a plus 10, 18. (laughs) It's over, guys. (laughs) My streak is over. It was, it's good. Taking this new path, you you maneuver yours and Night Hunter's way down. Grancis and Bort flying around you and behind you. Uh, you get down to the soldiers, uh, which there's this this door leading into one of these crypts. And Grancis says, "Right through there," and he releases down onto the ground this wave, this prismatic wave that uh, maybe it's a Oh. Francis, come on, baby. What skill are you using? I'm going to use religion for his religious beliefs, obviously. Uh, and how uh, they they can exist even in the darkest of places, which he learned while down in the abyssal uh, fortress uh, uh, where he's going back right now. But, w- but what beats death and darkness? Hope. Hope, yes, oh you're right. He lets it out which which clears the soldiers in front of you. But as you get to the door and you're, you're getting off, the, uh, off guacamole and, and getting in as quick as possible, all of you are struck in the back by a volley of arrows from the archers. You're all going to take 12 piercing damage as you make it into this crypt. Your footsteps echo out as blood is dripping behind you. It's dark in there. There's these purple lanterns lit all the way down this long, dark hallway. You quickly slam this large bone and iron door shut behind you. This is just a little further. How much space is in here? Um, I just want to know if guacamole is followed us in. Uh, yeah, gua- yeah, guacamole's made it in. Uh, so yeah, big doors closed. Like there's not a lot of room to fly, and you're entering like crypts and uh, tunnels. Yeah. So so guacamole's walking. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, walking until you disperse, uh, choose to disperse yeah. them. Your footsteps echo down this corridor, and you hear off into the left. You hear this moan come from somewhere, and you hear this cracking of bone off into the side. And then brings you to these stairs, which go down this deep, dark stairwell. And at the bottom, you see this one single light. And we cut to a location on the material plane. (laughs) Where do we cut to, friends? Where? I don't know. It's a big, wide world. I'm I'm gonna say ba- I mean banishment. It sends you to basically a random place within the mm-hmm. wild world, but because you are choosing to send the two of you to hopefully safety, I'm gonna give you some level of control on where it goes. So Lipsinki, where is safe 
on the material plane for Lipsinki. So they appear in a forest. And it just kind of seems like a normal forest. Quite, quite lush. It's really quiet, especially after where they have been with all the screaming souls and wretched dead surrounding them. Uh, It's calm and peaceful and, you know, bees are buzzing and birds are singing. And they're in a little bit of a clearing. And I think when they land, Lipsinki kind of just falls to her knees. I, I never thought I would see this place again. I'm, I'm home. This is, this is your, uh, this is your home. Yeah, I, I think you might like it here. I don't think this is anything you showed the other Voronox, is it? No, I. I had never told anybody about this place. Well, thank you for sharing it with me. This might be the best place to say, I'm sorry for what he did to you and what it's put you through. I know nothing can be done for you as far as gaining that back, but... Learning what I learned, I know how much he cared about you. And if I can spend what life I have to make it up, then I'm going to. Aw, buddy, we're all good. We got to, uh, maybe let's go get some help and then, I guess, figure out how we get back down there. It sounds good. I sheath the wand and I take my hand and I just slap it over the place where my arm's missing. And I use searing smite just to kind of burn it in and help cauterize some things. You move your hand to the wound and you see that it has healed. Your arm is not back, but the wound is not bleeding. And you feel this energy welling up inside of you. Lipsinki, you're a few paces ahead at this point. Tharnox is kind of slowed. And you hear like a body fall. You turn and you look, and Varnox is face down in the dirt. And I run, run back. Varnox, what's wrong? What's wrong? Dungeons and Dragons, Season 2, Episode 148, starring Amy Moore as Thea and Nighthunter, Carla Maxted as Lipsinki, Tom Laird as Flint, with Kyle Classett as Varnox, Peter Joseph Lewis as Orcus, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master. Dialogue editing by Carla Maxted and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and Artlist and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. And a huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Cat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Craig Zeiss, Perry Matey, Ongaron Kearson, L.A. Branton, Nathaniel Teeter, Destiny Garcia, and Old School Gamer D. Join us today at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Now's as good a time to join as any because we have hundreds of hours of bonus content and we do live shows every quarter. The next one coming up this June. Be there, or as Amy says, be square. That's it for now. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Drums in the background. It's Jumanji. Shouldn't have rolled that dice to start.
<laughs> Actually, you know what? You could probably not. You could say that about a lot of That's things in this exact starts. situation. <laughs> also, Kyle, next time he's all like, what hand is your ring on? Be like, <laughs> turn the tables. Look at me. I'm the DM. That's right. I'm not going to fucking That's tell right. you. The battle of the DMs commences. <laughs> Got three consistent DMs in here. Well, who's going to win? I mean, not me. I'll just let you guys do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's a song? I'm gonna just skip this Chicago soundtrack stuck in my head. Okay, I'll do the ba- I'll do the bass. Bum, 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 bum. No, that's not Chicago. No. That's I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> Listen, he was like really bass was like disgusted. Yeah. Not even Musical like, theater not even you confused, was like, just yeah. like, no. what? <laughs> what the hell is that? All right, just you do you, and this will be our, our blooper for the episode. Jesus. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonus Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks' home, because now we have a brand new podcast, Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Mm.